Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So, Roland, uh, we just got news recently that Gallup uh, mm-hmm. released its annual, I believe it's annual poll yep. about abortion, mm-hmm. sentiments around abortion in the United States. And it actually found that 55% of Americans take a more pro-life position on abortion, mm-hmm. wanting all or almost all abortions made illegal. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if you sort of, if you sort of add up those numbers, uh, you get to 55%. And it, and also the same poll found that just 43% of Americans take a pro-abortion position, so wanting either wanting all or almost all abortions legal, right? So it's a 55 to 43 sort of spread there in terms of, of a more pro-life sentiment versus a pro-choice sentiment, at least on that very specific question as yeah. to in which instances do you feel abortion should be legal, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, 55 to 43, sort of leaning on the on the pro-life side there. Yeah. But an interesting thing that also that came out of the same poll was when you asked those, that, those same exact people whether they consider themselves pro-choice or pro-life, a larger percentage actually considered themselves pro-choice, mm-hmm. right? So when you kind of get down into the specific questions about legality, there seems to be more of a pro-life sentiment. But then when you ask the generic question, are you pro-life or pro-choice, more people say that they're pro-choice than pro-life. And yeah. it's a very small margin. It's 48 to 46. So right. fairly even there, but still interesting given the fairly large gap on the other question of about 12 points. So, of course, as we like to do here on the CareCast podcast, we like to ask why. Why? So why is it that people would be more likely to say that they're pro-choice than pro-life, even though they actually seem to be more pro-life than they are pro-choice? Yeah, it, it, it is a very uh, fascinating survey and they've been doing this survey for years many, and many years, yeah. many years and and it is it is interesting i i think you know we've had some discussions um mm. about this and you know i think uh, certainly how people think about quote pro-life mm-hmm. and what that means mm-hmm. in the public square uh to some degree probably uh plays into that i mean mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why you know when we talk about you know the issue we talk about being pro-abundant life and, and kind mm-hmm. of what that means god's design for family and God's call to discipleship. And, and obviously it's not just about saving a baby, but it's also about raising a child and really explaining that perspective, which is a perspective that pro-life people actually have. Mm-hmm. But I think the term to some degree, uh, maybe in some people's minds, particularly if they're not in the movement, so to right. speak, has been been given a certain perspective that it can be challenging. I'm not suggesting right. that we change it. I'm just right. saying that that's, that's right. probably a reality of it for some folks in terms right. of how they position it. Right. They, they think that there's like baggage that comes with yeah. being pro-life that maybe they don't necessarily want to associate with. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, probably most of that is just kind of unfair and untrue criticisms. But yeah. as you said, for just John, John Q. Public, who's not part of the movement, they might just kind of hear these sorts of things uh, that pro-life people are X, Y, and Z, and I don't know if I necessarily want to be that yeah. way. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I think it's definitely part of it, and it's certainly in the public square. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 rarely hear someone, so for example, in the mainstream media, mm-hmm. regardless of how extreme their pro-choice position is, mm-hmm. 
being attacked for right. their position. I mean, even to folks like, I remember the Virginia governor Northam and, and his, you know, when he was asked if a, a baby who was meant to be aborted was born alive, I mean, what should happen there? And he'd say, well, we kind of sit the baby aside, make it comfortable. And then the doctor and the mother would then have a conversation about what would happen and here. I mean, that kind of yeah, thing. And you yeah. would, you would think yeah. that people, I mean, you, and the media didn't, I mean, nothing to see here. Yeah, right. The, um, the sort of cold-bloodedness of that. Was yeah, not just really not, not to see here. Yeah, the, yeah. It, and again, of course, the only criticism of that came from the pro-life movement, right? Yes, exactly. But in terms of just the, like you said, the mainstream media, there was not a peep. No, not not a peep at all. Right, right. So I do think that for particularly for people who just like don't want to don't want to feel the criticism, don't want to get attacked on Facebook or Instagram or. Mm-hmm. Right. Or whatever social media platform you're on or, you know, in the public square uh, may say, well, it's just easier for me to kind of call myself that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, this whole notion around choice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and 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 the view, particularly in American culture, that choice is so important. I mean, we're kind of elevated choice as one of our greatest virtues. Virtues is that we have choice. and, Mm -hmm. And certainly. Yeah, I mean, it makes me seem more urbane and more sophisticated, maybe at mm-hmm. some level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if I yeah. say that, even though I don't actually believe that mm-hmm. uh, in 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 this situation. Yeah, yeah. So it just makes you, like you said, seem more enlightened. I, I suppose if when you're asked a generic question as to whether or not you're pro-choice or not, more people, maybe on average, are going to say they're pro-choice, even if when you start asking them more specific questions that they're their actual views don't necessarily uh, reflect that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, and again, it's kind of showing solidarity with, with women. Yeah. I think um, it's been absolutely part of it that, yeah. that, you know, that that's one of the things that uh, certainly the pro-choice uh, movement's been able to do is to conflate being pro-woman and being pro-choice. Right. Um, and so I if think you're for, pro-life, you're anti-woman. Exactly. Right. In, in contrast, is, yeah. they've conflated those things. And right. so uh, it's important. Like if you're thinking about intellectually, you have to disaggregate it. Yeah. And, and one of the things you hear often is, well, I think abortion is wrong, morally wrong, whatever, but I don't think that I you know, should be able to have the right to stop someone from, from doing that. Right. So even and, though I'm against abortion, and I think it should be illegal, right. and I would I st- ne- and I would never have right. one. I still think women should have the choice to get one if yeah, they want. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I, you know sometimes I'll like kind of try to kind of help people get clarity on that because there's a principle behind that statement. Mm-hmm. And you know one of the things that you know I'll say sometimes to people, it's particularly jarring. You know, giving them a black man and there's sort of a mm-hmm. legacy of lynching, mm-hmm. right, 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 in this country historically, right. right. And there was an anti-lynching movement, right. Right. And, you know, if you had the perspective, well, I'm against lynching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's morally wrong, but I support some folks right to do it. Right. Right. I would never lynch anyone myself. Never lynch anyone myself. In fact, I probably think it should be illegal, but I still think we should give people the choice. The choice to be able to do that. Now, of course, no one would say that. No one would say that. Of course. Now, and what you said, Ron, that's not a right parallel. Well, absolutely is. Mm -hmm. I mean, the child. and, And by the way, if you have that perspective, you're actually in. If you're if you're saying, well, I would never have an abortion and you unpack, well, why wouldn't you have an abortion? Well, because you ask these people that question, they'd say, well, because it's an ending a human life. Right. So they're not confused. Right. No, it's ending a human life. Right. So what you're basically saying is I'm against ending a human life. Mm -hmm. I think it's wrong to end a human life, but I support other folks ability to do that. Mm in this vulnerable human life, even though I think it's wrong. So right. I, a lot of times with people, I just take them out of the abortion context and say, well, 
there was an like I said, there's an anti-lynching movement, mm-hmm. or sl- even a, like the anti-slavery movement. Exactly. I would never own a slave. I, I think, think slavery, slavery is wrong. wrong, but I support other people's right to choose to own slaves. We fought no. a whole right. We fought no. a whole war yeah. with the saying that perspective mm-hmm. of giving people a right to do something that is morally wrong. Right. Even though I'm not doing mm-hmm. it, yeah. is not a moral good. Right. In fact, it's right. a moral bad, and so much so that. We had a war about right, it. Right, exactly. The, most, the bloodiest war, I think, in American history right. about that very right. point. To take away people's right to choose to own slaves. Exactly. And, and Which, again, gets into like this whole other thing about this, this whole notion of choice and how we've elevated choice above all these other things. That's right. And we've stopped asking, actually, what what is the choice of what cho- choosing to do what right yes, exactly and that's actually the only thing that really kind of matters like if you don't if you're not asking what the choice is for yeah then it doesn't it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but as we've said many times on this podcast and, and even now it's when it comes to abortion we somehow just throw all of these this other logic out the window all the other logic for some reason all of that goes out the window mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i think and that, for me i think strategic that's why people you'll hear people say i support a woman's right to choose mm-hmm. and then it's like period mm-hmm. well that's a verb without a predicate mm-hmm. i mean the predicate what comes after choose mm-hmm. is what determines whether something is morally right or wrong right right you know what right. i'm saying like yes. So yeah. so choice in and of itself is neither good nor bad. It's right. what you're choosing. Right. Right. It's right. what you're choosing. Yeah. Yeah. Because all choice. So that's why you can't worship at the altar of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because right. choice in and of itself is a morally neutral word. Exactly. Just like a lot of verbs. Right. right. It's like what comes after. I hate. Well, mm-hmm. people who molest children. Oh, I thought hate was a bad thing. Well, they molest children. I mean, you, you yeah, get what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I love. You know, Add yeah. something after that that's not such a great thing. Right. So the, the the predicate's very, very important yep. here mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that. And I think that yeah. because I think that the other side and the large man, the media has allowed them to promote a, 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 a verb without a predicate and not challenge you. I'm, I support a woman's right to choose and they don't ask what. Right, 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 right. And they yeah. don't ask what. Right. Um, and I think that that also kind of helps, mm-hmm. you know, kind of I think to some degree – I don't know that I say confuse people, but certainly make people a bit more reticent mm-hmm. about uh, about maybe saying I, I'm pro-life, even though all the values that I talk about are actually pro-life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think when you get to that next point, it, it becomes a bit more right. challenging. Yeah, very interesting. You know, in conclusion, I think, you know, uh, we like to ask the question, what, what does this all mean for the pro-abundant life movement, right? We like, at Carnot, we like to... Uh, talk about the pro, the importance of being pro-abundant life. And, and I think, you know, in, in a way, the most important thing is that, you know, there seems to be, at least according to this poll, some a pretty good amount of pro-life sentiment out there mm-hmm. in the country where roughly half of the people in the country um, would consider themselves pro-life and or have pro-life beliefs about, about things. And so I think it's our job, it's incumbent on us and others to, you know, kind of turn that pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action, right? Right. Because we want people to take action, right, on based on those beliefs. And so, you know, as an organization, we have we have things that are available for people yes. to do that, right? Yes. Um, we have a network of about 1,100 affiliated pregnancy centers around the country that are always looking for, for help, for volunteers, for all kinds of support across a variety of different things. And so we have a tool on our website where you can find the pregnancy center that's nearest to you. It's called Find a Pregnancy Center, very creative name there yeah good marketing yeah good that's good marketing you right came there. up with that didn't you uh, uh, no <laughs> if people like it then yes no uh, yeah so yeah the find a pregnancy center tool you can put in your zip code find pregnancy centers in your area 
give them a call, see if they need help. And then Making Life Disciples is something that we've talked about quite yes, a bit here, yes. which is our initiative to actually equip churches to do an aspect of you know pro-life or pro-pregnancy you know uh, pregnancy center ministry within the church to help you know people considering abortion and kind of walk them through uh, that decision. And so Making Life Disciples is also a program that anyone and everyone can kind of get involved in by going to makinglifedisciples.com. You can actually sign up to... Yeah volunteer to bring making life disciples to your own church yeah and that and that's critically important because you know let's say that you know that what this survey says becomes reality in the public square and that Mm -hmm. abortion or large parts of it are illegal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not gonna you know sort of outlaw sex outside of marriage it's not gonna outlaw unplanned pregnancy Mm -hmm. right um and so what's our response i mean is our response really a see a single mother homes right as far as the eye can see i mean is that really yeah. What we as pro abundant life people should be yeah. focused on. The answer is no. Yeah. Life decisions need life support. And making life disciples is a ministry model that that mobilize that can mobilize small groups of Christians to come alongside women and men who are facing pregnancy decisions mm-hmm. so that they never feel that abortion is the only option that they have. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. offer the compassion, hope, help, and then also the discipleship that mm-hmm. they need. Uh, in order to have not just life, but abundant life. Yeah, and so really, you know, from our standpoint, I mean, the surveys are wonderful and important and the law is wonderful and important, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. our response as Christians remains the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That we're, yeah. supposed to, we're supposed to take our, our sort of pro-abundant life worldview and add feet to that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. come alongside those mm-hmm. who, who desperately need our support. And, and, and we've just seen some amazing stories wow. yeah. of how, how that ministry model is just transforming churches, transforming communities, helping lives, and uh, we just encourage you to, yeah. the folks who are listening, to, yeah. to check out MakingLifeDisciples.com, mm-hmm. become a part of the pro-abundant life movement, yep. and, and come alongside people who are facing pregnancy decisions. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think that's that's as good a place to stop as any, MakingLifeDisciples.com. So, great. Thank you so much, Rollins. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.